We start with last month's deadly automobile accident that killed UNC student Mary Rotunda. As we continue to learn more, we now know that state ALE agents have identified two Franklin Street bars that served the under-21 group alcohol before the fatal accident. Both Still Life and Might As Well were named. Still Life employees Anelle McNair and Carissa Webb have been charged with providing alcohol to underage drinkers. No charges for employees at Might As Well yet, but the ALE investigation is ongoing. And that ALE investigation has yielded charges against five other individuals as well. Travis Shaw, Malachi Hamrick, Cameron Spencer, and Malaya Pelham were all charged with consuming alcohol underage. And 22-year-old Caden Spencer was charged with aiding and abetting underage consumption. Worth noting that Shaw and Hamrick are both on the UNC football team, and Shaw faces earlier alcohol and marijuana charges in Durham County. Turning to local government news now, we've got lots of meetings scheduled this week. Just today, we've got the Orange County School Board meeting at 7 o'clock in the Witted Building. Their agenda includes a resolution in support of a bond referendum for capital projects and a discussion of how that money might be spent if voters were to approve that bond later in the year. Chatham County Commissioners met in the Ag and Conference Center at 2 p.m., for a work session that includes a budget update, then the board's going to reconvene at 6 o'clock for a regular session that has a couple of public hearings on developments in the Cape Fear Township southeast of Pittsburgh. Early voting is underway, and here locally in Orange County, 1,310 people have already cast their ballot. To help you get ready to cast your ballot, we're once again doing our candidate introduction series for local government races in Orange County. Today, we're hearing from candidates running for the contested District 2 Democratic primary for Board of Orange County Commissioners. That seat was left vacant at the end of 2022 as Renee Price was appointed by the board, uh, or excuse me, as Renee Price was elected to state government and Phyllis Porteascott filled in this seat after she was appointed by the board. She's now running for re-election. She'll meet two Democratic challengers. Those challengers are Horace Johnson Jr. and Adam Beeman. All three participated in our questionnaire to answer some of the community's main questions coming into the race. Once again, that was Adam Beeman. The winner of the Democratic primary will meet a Republican on the ballot in November. But Nathan Robinson did not respond to 97.9 The Hill's request to participate in these candidate introductions. You can be sure to check chapelboro.com for the full list of candidates running in county commissioner races including those running unopposed for District 1 and an at-large seat. Time's now 416. We'll hear from some community partners. Actually, before we get to that, I do want to do another mention of the Chapel Hill Music Community mourning the loss of the great Dexter Romweber. Romweber was one of the pillars of the Chapel Hill music scene for the last four decades, burst onto the scene with his group the Flat Duo Jets in the early 80s and continued releasing music throughout last year. He died Friday night at the age of 57. Condolences to his friends and family, and I invite you to tune in to Live and Local tonight for more of a celebration of his music. Recently, a UNC program that helps students get home safely from campus at night expanded its hours, and 97.9 The Hills' Sierra Pfeiffer tried out the service and filed this report. Last week, I scheduled a safe walk on UNC's website to get from the Student Union to Franklin Street. 
It was 10 p.m. on a Wednesday, and the Chapel Hill campus was close to empty. Two SafeWalk student employees, Lindsey Vaughn and Nick Chapel, greeted me, wearing dark blue zip-ups and pushing bikes. Hey. Let's do it. We're going to Franklin Street? Yeah. Awesome. Um, get your PID. It's Planning for SafeWalk started in 2009, when there was general concern on campus for student safety, following the 2008 murder of student body president Eve Carson. Between the hours of 8 p.m. and 2 a.m., SafeWalk employees will accompany UNC students, postdocs, faculty, or staff members to wherever they're headed next, within a one-and-a-half-mile to two-mile radius of Davis Library. Chapel is a graduate student at the Gilling School of Global Public Health and the manager of the program. He said SafeWalk is about more than just the physical safety that comes in numbers. I feel like we do a lot in terms of um, emotional support. A lot of people will come out of the library frazzled from having studied for maybe six hours at a time um, and just need someone to rant to. We tell people all the time that we're there for that, too. The program is sponsored by UNC and campus police. It's student-run, and its employees are paid through student fees. UNC Police Sergeant James David, who supervises SafeWalk, said he hopes the program is especially helpful for students who are new to the area or are coming from towns much different than Chapel Hill. The sheer scale of UNC, and this is a university that's bigger than some of the towns that our students come from. And so it, just, it takes some time for folks to adapt and more just support systems you have in place, all the better. Along with bikes and branded polos, SafeWalk employees have handheld radios that are an instant line of communication with UNC police and the 911 center. Chapel said the program employs around 13 people, which allows them to operate with two teams of four who work Sunday through Thursday. He said on a typical night, like when we were walking, SafeWalk can expect around 12 to 14 walks, which are usually made up of both regulars and new students. I don't know. It's, it felt like we had a reputation for being kind of creepy, um, just because a lot of people didn't know that we were paid. Um, and at the time, we were only asking people that we thought would accept walks just because it can be a little awkward to get rejected, like, constantly throughout a night as a worker. So you can understand maybe it's easier to just go for people that you think would say yes. Recently, and this is always what we should have been doing, I've been really big on making sure that we're asking everybody because the service is for everyone. Vaughn is a sophomore and the director of marketing for SafeWalk. Along with building connections with the people who they help travel safely, she said the SafeWalk team has grown closer with each other. I really do like it. I mean, I knew, like, the job would be, like, physically what I'd have to do, like, just walking and riding my bike a lot. But, like, I wasn't expecting to become really close with all the people that I work with. As we neared the end of our walk, Chapel and Vaughn made sure there was nothing else I needed before we reached my final destination on Franklin Street. Then the pair of SafeWalk students circled back to their post at Davis Library to catch more students heading home after a late night study session. Jack, SafeWalk. Jack, SafeWalk. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Sierra Pfeiffer. You can find a print version of that story by visiting chapelboro.com. Time now for sports, and we'll start by talking men's basketball. Carolina with a big win on Saturday, fairly emphatic for the most part. 96-81 victory over Virginia Tech at home. Armando Baycott very physical early. He led the way with 25 points and 12 rebounds. 
We had a bunch of threes made by R.J. Davis and Cormac Ryan. We had Harrison Ingram with a double-double in the first half alone. He finished with 12 and 17. Head coach Hubert Davis talked about Ingram after the game. Like, he doesn't do anything special. What he does, he goes every time. I mean, there's no technique. I mean, rebounding is will, want to, desire, toughness. And every time the ball goes up, yes, you can look at the shot and you can anticipate where, if it's a miss, where it would go. But it's all about pursuit and willingness to go get the ball. He goes every time. Every time there's a shot goes up, he goes. And so he puts himself in a position, even tip outs, loose balls, the ball. I really believe this. Uh, the ball finds effort. It just does. And he goes to the offensive glass every time, and it's not surprising that the ball ends up in his hands. Huber Davis there. You can visit chapelboro.com for a photo gallery from the game on Saturday. We also don't have a game during the week this week. we got to wait until Saturday for one of the biggest games of the year. Tar Heels will be in Charlottesville to face Virginia. First place likely on the line in that game. Tar Heel women's basketball got another much-needed win, 58-50. They were on the road at Wake Forest. Huge game from Alyssa Usby with 25 points and 10 rebounds. UNC started hot, 14-2 out of the gate, and then led the whole game. But there are some troubling spots there. They missed a bunch of free throws and also had a season-high 24 turnovers. Something to keep an eye on as we get deeper into February. Also something to keep an eye on because their next matchup will be against number 6 NC State in what also may be one of the biggest games of the year. That's going to be on Thursday. Also, side note, the ACC has fined UNC $5,000 and issued a public reprimand to Courtney Banghart over social media comments she made criticizing the referees after last week's game against Duke. Diamond Heels got their season started this weekend in emphatic fashion with a three-game sweep of Wagner, and it got more dominant as it went along. They won 10-3 on Friday, 16-5 on Saturday, and 20-6 on Sunday. Carolina will be back in action again tomorrow, hosting Elon at four. Also had the softball team getting a win over Central Florida. That wrapped up on Friday afternoon with a 2-1 victory then they got rained out for the rest of the weekend. Men's lacrosse team was able to get a win on Saturday over Fairfield 19-8. Congratulations there. Sixth-ranked Tar Heel women's lacrosse also got a win. They beat number 12 Florida 19-10 on Saturday. Also had the Tar Heel gymnastics team getting a win against Pitt, and UNC Wrestling beat Virginia. Congratulations there. And UNC men's distance relay team set a new ACC record at a meet at Notre Dame this weekend. Congratulations to them.